0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Adventures in the Veil, an RPG discussion podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Ross. Sit back and relax by the fire, for there are tales to be told. Hello, travelers. Welcome
1: to the Cozy Crew. Come and sit by our fire. May I get you something to drink? Um. Yeah. I'll take an ale. I'll have that right out. Mouse Ritter is a Swords and Whiskers pencil and paper role-playing game by Isaac Williams and Losing Games. It won the Best Family Game Innies Award in 2021, and if you've seen it, it's easy to see why. In Mouse Ritter, you take on the role of tiny mouse adventurers, seeing what it is to be small in a massive world. Blades of grass become towering trees blocking sight across yards of travel that could be like miles to little mouse feet. Ladybugs and fireflies become strange alien visitors who might be friend or foe. Cats and owls are beasts of absolute terror, like dragons that could ravage your village and everything you know. The game is incredibly simple and similar to Into the Odd. The box set comes with digest-sized, high-quality cardstock character sheets and little detachable items mice might use, like toothpicks and matches for torches. Items can be placed into slots such as main paw and off-paw, and your mouse backpack holds six items. Your mouse has strength, dexterity, willpower, and hit points. Once your hit points are depleted, you reduce your stats until your mouse perishes, and then it only takes moments to roll up a new mouse. Damage occurs automatically on an attack. Magic is dangerous and unpredictable. All of the rules of the game that are used regularly at the table fit on a single rules reference card. Mouse Ritter is not a game about daring exploits alone, but survival, cooperation, and caring for other mice. You gain XP by finding shiny objects called pips, and you get extra XP when you help your mouse community by giving them pips to help them grow and survive. The book is one of the most densely packed for its size I've ever seen, quickly able to generate adventures for mice and other neat things like mice backgrounds including worm wranglers, beetle herders, and bat cultists. Simple, step-by-step instructions for crafting a nearby wilderness, a sanctuary, and an adventure site. More than any other OSR or NSR type of book, I feel someone could start using this book from page one with no experience and generate a campaign with months of play on the fly. Player and GM advice is given simply and directly, without lots of RPG jargon. Mouse Ritter is one of my favorite tabletop role-playing games. And I recommend it often for both families and as a starting RPG if the topic is interesting to the players. Best of all, it's completely free at MouseRitter.com. If you like the idea of being a small mouse adventurer in a big dangerous world, MouseRitter is a must play. How are you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing great. Uh, thrilled to be here. I hope uh, you're doing good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing really good. Um, last night we were playing Shadow Dark, um, which I'm having. That's a hoot, uh, and we're testing it out in some old modules. This will be our third Shadow Dark campaign, so uh, I'll be working on some impressions and material for Shadow Dark uh, coming up, and. Um, it was it was shadow darky the lights went out on them and orcs attacked them in the dark and it was uh, it was spooky it was a good like pre halloween game but um, so what what have you been doing lately in your hobby what's been uh, what's been going on with that
0: i mean i'm a i'm a busy dad so like my game time's super light these days uh, even with that said though uh, i am getting some good games here and there um, the 5e group that I had been running, uh we swapped one of my players into DM. So I actually get to play now. Uh, That's it's, awesome. It's off- yeah, yeah. So uh apart from that, I'm also gearing up for a big in-person Halloween game this year. So super excited about that. Uh, I've created like this fun little adventure where it's gonna be like a uh, evil child that that shrinks some partygoers down into like her little dollhouse of horrors. So uh, oh, wow. it'll be like. Yeah, it's like a pretty wild little like body horror slash witchcraft sort of horror. So uh, it'll be like a survival game. I think I'm gonna use uh, DM Scotty's Easy D6 for most of the core mechanics, but there's actually a few elements since everyone will be so small. Uh, some of the elements and items will be inspired by today's topic game, uh, Mouse Shredder.
1: Oh right, yeah. That's really exciting. Um, and for a while there. You were kind of like a forever DM, like uh, you were doing a lot of 5 v and doing the doing the DM thing and
0: not getting to play, so it's really cool to hear that you get to play now. I know, it's so exciting when you like start to be the DM and inspire these people to join the hobby and then they get inspired to to kind of run their vision with it now, so it's kind of like that your successes are my successes kind of thing and it's just so exciting, so really thrilled to be a part of it. That's great.
1: Okay. Why did you agree to play Mouse Ritter? Because it it was one of our looking for group kind of things in the play club. I was like, hey, who wants to play Mouse Ritter? Who wants to play a mouse? And you will probably die. Uh, And you'll have to roll up more mice and and you'll be completely helpless. Who wants to do that? And then you were like, yeah, I want to do that
0: i mean that that sales pitch was was enough for me right right there no um it, it looked fun um i know when you were first kind of pitching it I, I went and pulled the rules and was like wow this this is really cool you know i saw a lot of the influences that it was sort of built on i saw like uh some of their like film and, and tv and book references that you know they kind of had at heart so like, really like just- what for me, I was a huge Ghibli fan, so, like, Arietti was one of the oh. ones that they called. Uh, then uh, the whole thing kind of had, like, that, that Redwall kind of vibe. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, even stuff like, uh, I don't know, I, I grew up watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers, so, like, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I hadn't even thought of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, but that's a great point. It hadn't even occurred to me that it, was, that, that it had some of that energy, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the way it was written, uh, it was just really exciting to kind of see. And then uh, systematically just thinking small, like so many things about the system kind of encourage that. Like instead of trying to roll that nat 20, it's like you do better with small numbers here. So just uh, between the inspirations and then like how they actually put it all together, I was like, yeah, yeah, let me sign up to be a mouse. Let's do this.
1: Was that our first time that we played together, or did we play in some other games? Because I, that was uh, almost a couple of years ago now that we played Mouse Ritter.
0: Yeah, you know, I've been a member of Mythic Mountains for a good, good long while now. I think I started joining you guys back in 2020, and this one I want to say we did like a year or so ago. But uh, it was it was our first time playing Mouse Ritter. But it was not our first time playing together. I think you and I had done some... Um, I know I'd done Otherworld with you. Uh, I think that was like BX and OSE. And then uh, I think we did a Five Torches Deep before we did Mouserider 2. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, so here we are. We're about to play Mouserider. You were playing with Steve. Uh, so And you had, you had beetle mounts. You rode into Stumpsville on beetles. And you're going to investigate... What's happening at Stumpsville? What what happens when you get there? Like what 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 is it like in play once you arrive at the adventure location? And, and what was your like your first impression of like the first few things that happened?
0: Wow, I mean, I guess just kicking off, uh, you know, that was the first time Steve and I had ever like met or played together. So it was really cool how we kind of developed this energy pretty quick in this little mouse world uh i think you know initially getting into it you know you do all the prep psychologically to to go from um, human size to um, mouse size but but really getting into that for the first time and kind of thinking that through it's just it's a whole different psychology and um it was uh it was very interesting i think it really sunk in when we uh managed to find that giant mouse trap there was, there was this huge piece of cheese, and we discovered like some mechanism in the cheese, and we're just like, oh, uh, okay, well, that's weird. And you know, somehow or another, I think we eventually set it off uh, by throwing something at it. And then, you know, just seeing the whole mechanic of this giant mousetrap, just flipping and crashing and whooshing, uh, just it made such a huge impact to be something that it's a relatively mundane thing. So uh, initially, I think that did good to set the tone of that. We are really small in this world, right? So.
1: <laughs> right, because if you're a mouse, a mouse trap is this horrific, gigantic, you know, mechanism of death.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, that that set the tone early, and uh, I think adventure-wise, uh, you know, it was just the two of us. We just had our beetles. Uh, we were kind of checking this this place out and it was like okay well let's do some some light reconnaissance but but we're gonna duck out if anything even starts to get hairy er i mean i mean we were mice so it was already hairy but you know if it was to get hairier uh you know we were ready to to... um but no i think while we were in there we 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 set off the mousetrap we managed to uh find an enemy rat faction that that we fought Uh, We we did a little bit of deception play with that faction. It was pretty wild. Uh, And then uh, it it was my my own personal horror. You know, I I run horror games and body horror and all these things. But my own personal horror was discovered in the form of a giant snake. Uh, I remember, you know, you you pulled the art on for there's a big snake in this room. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. You know, I'll talk vampires all day. But no, no, that's it. So uh, (laughs) it, it ended up being a really fun game um we and we survived uh, the whole time even even with that snake in place. I mean it was uh very, very wild I think uh, the, the one casualty was was an old hero that we managed to save in the the town we arrived in but he uh, he sacrificed himself to the snake to save us. Uh, so it was it was a wild adventure for just it was right under two hours I think that we played. So, yeah um... so so fast.
1: Yeah, and the adventure was done in about two hours, that's right. Yep. Alright, so... I when, when I first saw this... Actually, I have the box right here, and... I think it says... Ah, here it is. Best Family Game. And I thought that. I thought, okay. This game like would be great. If you're under 10, um, if you're young, this would be pretty cool. So I ran it for a bunch of like eight year old boys and it was chaos. One of them wanted a mouse girlfriend. One of them kept like trying to fight the other mice and I don't claim to be experienced with running games for kids, but it uh, it was chaos we had a good time but uh you know one thing about this game is you could also die um and maybe even brutally so i'm sure you don't have to depict that um and it depends on who you're running games with but i mean what do you think if you were to run this for your kids um would you do it and if so how would you do it especially with your experience with Easy D6 over the past year and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean this this one really segued me into the rules light world. So I've been exploring a lot of the different ones, and I think one of the things that really makes shredder so great for newer TTRPGers or, or kids is the tangibility. Um, shredder you know, when we ran it, you know, we uh, we kind of treated it like a pen and paper. You know, we had our dice, we had our character sheets, but but I think as a as a game, you know you've got plenty of little cards that you can put in, and, and kind of like a character sheet that's more like a um, little grid that you can put things on top of. So you have that tangibility of things, and I think that adds a lot for younger gamers because it just it makes it like, oh, I have this or I have this, And because you have an item or like an object that you hold that represents that item. You know, it's like, oh, OK, well, I've got this thing and this thing and this thing. And it just it, it's a different feeling because you have something you can hold versus just seeing a list of things that you have to conceptualize off of the character sheet. So I think in that aspect, it's its great for kids. Um, you know, to your point on death, you know, there, there's some folks that that would probably like a, a lighter experience. There's there's other households that, that teach with <laughs> Watership Down or, you know,
1: other oh, yeah, good other point.
0: Yeah, you know, it just depends on, on what kind of, I guess, how you raise your kids and, and, you know, what your comfort level is. If I was running with kids I've never met before, I would probably go the lighter angle, the, the more Rescue Rangers vibe with it. But uh, with uh, with my own kids, you know, they, they see things. They have grandparents that, that haven't made it, so, you know, they, they're familiar with death pretty early. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a, a horrible experience to see that things die. But you know that's gonna vary mileage based on on who's running it. But uh, no, I think all in all, the, like you said, if if you need to tweak those rules, they're they're tweakable. I mean it, anything's technically hackable. But but this one with the way it's written, that that would probably be the easiest piece to adjust. Um, but no, I mean all in all, I mean I, I think the tone of the game, uh, just how much of it is written into the rules, is a really warm and a really like. Uh, cozy experience to kind of teach a kid with uh yeah there's death yeah there's scary stuff going on but like mouse kind of differs in that its exp structure is based on on like you get all this treasure and the more treasure you give to the community of, of mice dictates you know how much you actually gain as a as a hero yourself so i think little things like that it, it just makes it feel really warm almost kind of like a um, like hobbity in a way. You know, you just got that warm, cozy community feel, and I think it's got a lot of values that are, are good just for anyone to keep a group cohesive and, and playing, you know, nice guys. But for kids especially, kind of having that and having that reward structure, you know, purposefully built helps kind of develop that mentality of uh, I shouldn't be a scumbag Steve. I should be a nice little mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a... A good point and I love that I love that you give your pips your little shiny bits to the community shiny objects that you find and that's how you can get more XP and then there are all these rules about gathering bands of mice and um, it's obviously a very cooperative game like most uh, minimalist and OSR types of games are but I'd never really thought of it as rescue rangers so that's that see i wish i had had that talk with you like a year ago when i ran for those kids because that was that's a really neat idea it would be very easy to be a little looser with the rules as loose as they are and allow for a degree of heroism that if they if they simply choose to do something heroic maybe uh, allow them to succeed which is a little contrary to the to the lethality of the the source games that this that this game kind of arose from but who cares that would be fun rescue rangers i I wish i'd thought about that that's a good point are there any projects that you're working on right now for tabletop games and if there is anything tabletop related that's going on that you want to show off uh where can people find
0: you yeah, so, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm always, like, shower thinking, always noodling away at, like, some fun stuff. Uh, it just, it takes me forever to get anything great to the table, just because I'm in a really busy phase of life right now, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained anyway. <laughs> But uh, I am pretty active in our Mythic Mountains Discord server. Um, Chris, a moderator there. So, um, you know, anybody who, who reaches out to us there, I'm always happy to engage with. I'm also pretty active in the EZD6 Discord server right now. Uh, I've been doing a lot there, uh, just chatting with folks, you know, seeing what they're doing, seeing, you know, what all's out there, uh, helping people frame up ideas and storyboard their worlds or, or figure out, like, in my experience of exploring rules-light or rules-heavy, like what tools from which system work best for what you're trying to do? I think, um, you know, shredder has been a really awesome one to kind of open the door for me for that. And then like with uh, role-play systems as a whole, I think too many people of them like think of them and like, I have to do everything XYZ per this one rule book when I think of them more like, everyone is like a box of Legos. You know, you can build the the rocket ship that's on the cover for a specific game, or you can go and mix it with the, the, the car box and the, the house box, and maybe just build something really cool on your own. So, uh, you know, that's that's sort of me. Uh, that's my thoughts, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at in the space right now, I guess.
1: <laughs> that's such an easy D6 thing to say too. Which is not a bad thing. Um, I, I think it's really cool that you know, beyond player being a player and talking about running for kids or families or who this would be a good fit for, um, you're saying that as a as a designer and a game master, it provided an, a pathway and aperture into design and minimalism, and and then you went into ezd D6, which is really cool. I got to play in one of your Easy D6 games. It was my first Easy D6 game, and I had a great time. Uh, I'll include links to those to the uh, DM Scotty's Discord server in in the details, as well as Mythic Mountains RPG Discord server. Uh, so if people want to chat, they can find us there. Um, Chris, I really appreciate. It. I, I I miss getting to talk to you. I'm, I'm glad that we had the time to just get to sit and talk for a while and talk about RPGs
0: heck yeah heck yeah i love this so these little mini sessions that i can catch or if you ever run any of those uh shadow darks in a one-shot format i, I want to hear about that that's one i've been really excited to kind of see some play on so definitely hit that's me a up. good
1: point uh, a shadow dark one shot is not something we've we've done we, we should do that yeah and uh well great um yeah i appreciate it very much Mythic Mountains RPG is a private online play club that focuses on folk RPGs. Folk RPGs are the games that belong to all of us. They're what actually happens at a table between friends. It's their voice that has the authority on what is fun and what works for them. Weekly we upload our games to allow others to sit in with us. The channel isn't monetized. We don't own the artwork, music, software, or games shown in these actual plays and you can find links to their authors in the description like subscribe and share if you wish or don't just like games in person you're welcome to pull up a chair sit in and watch some of our games no performances no fancy equipment just regular people playing folk pencil and paper role-playing games and having a good time we hope these games will prove a source of enjoyment to anyone just wanting to listen in anyone looking for examples of how actual groups run and play folk rpgs and most importantly if you haven't found your group yet you're welcome i